0: The moon has risen. It is time to tell stories of the strange and sometimes terrifying. A black cat brings us a true story. A vampire bat bites into a tall tail. An owl flies in a story from another world. This is Blood Moon Podcast. I'm your Blood Moon host, Andrew Carey. If you have a strange story or experience you want brought to life, please submit it at bloodmoonpodcast.com. Now it is time to turn off the lights and burn the candles. father and son outings can be fun and memorable, but this black hat story is more chilling and haunting. A son asks his father, what's wrong? Back in the day when I was in college, me and the oldest took off to a lake in the wilds of glacier country. I have extensive backcountry exposure. Even did a stint as a big game guide in a remote camp. On this day we enjoyed the fishing and settled in for the night. I pulled out my pan and stoked up a nice fire. It was clear and cool as the sun faded into the western slopes. We cooked up some fresh rainbows with garlic and butter and filled our stomachs. I leaned back against the cooler after pulling out a refreshing beverage. The boy was soon asleep by the fire since it had been a busy day. I sipped my beer and watch the moonlight bouncing off the little waves in the lake. There was still a light glow on the western horizon where the sun had gone down, and I could see the outline of the mountain peaks towering over the little lake. I slowly faded off to sleep with the sound of the waves gently lapping on the rocks. I awoke with a start. The fire was out. The lantern was out too. The moon was gone, and it was pitch black. Something was wrong. The hair on the back of my neck stood straight out. I was paralyzed. I could hear my heart thumping as I strained to hear something in the bush. All was quiet. I had a horrible, uneasy feeling. I gathered myself together and started kicking around the fire. A small flame came alive and I quickly threw on some wood. In the firelight, I could see that the boy had woken and was shocked to see his wide open eyes staring at me. What's wrong? he asked. Nothing, go climb in the tent. I lied. He crawled into the tent, but even in the light of fire, I couldn't shake my weariness. Something was out there in the bush, and I could feel that it was watching me. I gathered up my light and flashed it around camp. Nothing. Finally, I began to calm down and crawled into the tent with the boy. Then again, Like clockwork, I awoke completely tense. This time I couldn't shake the feeling at all. I finally instructed the boy to wake up and go get into the truck. I packed up our camp and drove around to the other side of the lake, and we slept in the truck. At dawn I got up and looked across the lake where we had camped earlier and another uneasy feeling came over me. I decided it was time to go home. I don't know what was out there or what was going on over there, but I know my instincts and something was bad, wrong with that place. Whatever it was, I will leave it to your imagination. It creeps me out to this day, thinking about that night. Welcome back. You never know what you're going to see when you leave your home. Like the boy in this owl story, you just might witness the triangle. A young boy stepped outside into the dark to begin his daily routine of delivering newspapers. It was approximately 5.30 a.m. in Auburn, New York and the year is 1984. During his route, he felt that something was amiss. He could feel that he was being observed. Looking upward, the boy saw a massive triangular object. In complete silence, the triangle hovered at low altitude, just above the rooftops of homes. For the next several seconds, the boy gawked at this unbelievable sight. A red pulsating light and intricate piping were visible on the underside of the dark intruder. He briefly took his eyes off the triangle and when he returned his gaze, it was gone. The silent object left no visible trace. It simply vanished. Although the boy knew that it wasn't an airplane, he wasn't sure what it was, nor knew of its origin. The boy finished his deliveries and subsequently discovered that he was 30 minutes late. He was baffled as to how he lost so much time. Usually, he finished his paper route by 7 a.m. in order to get ready for school and be able to catch the bus. The boy ran home as fast as he could, hoping not to get into trouble with his parents. Arriving at his house, the boy looked off into the eastern sky and saw a large glowing orb. It had an orange hue, but it wasn't the morning sun. Unfortunately the boy's parents did not believe his story about the triangle. Instead, it was brushed off as his overactive imagination. Years later, as an adult, he grew concerned about the missing time and its haunting implication. He learned that missing time may be the result of a close encounter of the third, or perhaps fourth kind. We have another Black Hat story. That materialized on various websites. Let's take a trip to the spooky house. My dad grew up on dairy farms with his parents, who worked for a guy that owned multiple farms, so they would hop around to manage the different farms. Anyway, while my dad was in his late teens or early twenties, they lived in this house that eventually became known as the Spooky House. The house was known to have a very foreboding feeling like something was always off, but you couldn't put your finger on it. The floor was made out of old wood that had little notches in it, and my grandmother would put little stoppers in them to fill the holes. A lot of the time they would wake up in the morning and find that all the stoppers were pushed up from underneath. Dad said they had these giant hippie beads hanging in the doorways They were so big and heavy that there would have to be a big gust of wind to move them. He lost count as to how many times he would get up early for work and find them swaying, like someone walked through them. But when he checked the bedrooms, everyone was asleep. Dad had told me that it slowly got worse over time, like the house didn't want them there. At one point, my grandmother contacted a psychic to see if they could calm the activity. Well, the psychic wouldn't even get out of her car and come up the driveway, she absolutely refused to come inside the house. My grandma was left flabbergasted and asked what she could do. The psychic told her to move and then she drove off. Dad said that not long after the psychic's visit, that these things would start stalking the house. To this day, he has no idea what they were, and he doesn't really want to know. Grandma would come out in the morning and find that the grass was trampled around the house, especially near the windows. Her peg basket on the clothesline would be ripped to shreds and spread around the yard. Dad said she would get upset because she had to keep buying new baskets. It started to get more serious. Dad would be woken up by the sound of scratching at his window, which was coming from outside. He was always too scared to look at the window because he knew whatever it was would be staring at him. They would check in the morning to find that the paint had been scratched off the house. The scratches were at human height and the grass was flattened. At one point, while my grandfather was working out a few paddocks over, my grandma came in and woke up dad. Together, they huddled in his bedroom, waiting for daylight as the thing stalked around the outside of the house. One time, it stalked my dad. He was walking from the house to his dad a few paddocks over to help with the cows. It was about 4 a.m. It was cold, and there was frost on the grass. As dad was walking, he could hear a... approaching him from behind. When he stopped, It stopped too. Dad was confused and started walking again. And so did it. Again, Dad stopped. And then, it stopped. Starting to get freaked out, Dad picked up the pace. And he stopped again. Only this time, it didn't stop it started to come right at Dad. He bolted. He ran over two paddocks and cleared the fences and didn't stop until he reached his dad's side. Whenever my dad's parents left for a couple of days, he had the place to himself and he would host massive parties with his friends. They had the run of the house and could sleep wherever they wanted. But all of them would always end up huddling in one room when they went to sleep. One time it was just dad and his cousin. They played a game of pool and drank. At one point around midnight, both of them were sitting around, and they were heavily drunk. A dark figure appeared and said, Go to bed. Dad thought, Eh, why the hell not? And they went to bed. The next morning they woke up to find the unfinished game of pool, and they put it away. His cousin asked, who was that person that was standing over our beds, watching us sleep? My dad could not remember. My dad and his parents moved out, and someone else eventually moved in. Not long after that, the house burned down. Dad didn't know what caused the fire, but he was surely happy about it. The Blood Moon is setting. The source for the triangle is the National UFO Reporting Center. The Spooky House can be found on Reddit and justforspooks.com. What's Wrong is from Survivalist Boards. Links can be found in the show's notes. Please subscribe, leave a review, and tell your friends and family about Blood Moon Podcast. It'll keep the black cats, vampire bats, and owls happy. Thank you for listening.